Greetings everyone and welcome to the Occult Think Tank. My name is Greg. In this program I am going to be doing a type of story time again, but a type different from what I did with the Illuminatium. This is a post that I had seen on an atheist versus theist extreme debate on Facebook. And all of these screenshots, all four of them, were one post. To give you an idea of how long this was. I read all of this, not before I initially replied to it. Because I had just scanned the beginning of it. And saw it as, okay, this is similar to the dribble that I've heard from Christians and my initial response was prove it but none of this is in the Bible or I should say bits and pieces are semi mentioned in the New Testament in their rewrite of the devil figure but much of this is complete horseshit that this person just made up but you gotta hear this know how one creator father god did his creation works in stages with a time period given over each stages one he first created his own heavenly kingdom domain and created a trillion cherubs as his beloved sons to reside with him. A time period spent to win the confidence of the cherubs. 2. His second creation after a time period spent with his beloved cherubs created the heavenly domain of the angels. There, in a trillion angels were created, as in to teach his beloved cherubs how to create life to come into existence with a pre-planning, with a intended design, beings to come into existence to experience the life given. There, after a time period spent there, Three. Later, Lucifer was created to make life more amusing for the angels in their heavenly domain. Lucifer did a good job for a period of time, who then realized that all the angels obeyed his instructions and looked upon him as the creator's gift. Then Lucifer developed pride with the powers given and thought of owning the angel's domain as his own. By assuming that the Creator is just a spirit-like being with no form, whose voice could be heard only, this is Lucifer's first mistake, who never knew anything above the existence of the cherubs in the heavenly kingdom domain of the creator father god the cherubs are the unseen beings to the angels in their domain 
the voice which the angels and Lucifer would hear was of a cherub only, who would be sent by the Creator with a message, instructions, to be delivered to the angels in their heavenly domain. So Lucifer managed to convince a third of the fellow angels to support him to take over the heavenly domain of the angels. Then he imposed worship systems, enforcements to be followed by all the fellow angels where he could be worshipped instead. Then only he would deliver with his powers given. This was not pleasing to the rest of the angels who sought the Creator's intervention to stop Lucifer of his monopoly. So they got instructions to have Lucifer and his supporters removed from their heavenly domain. They managed to overcome that hard task given, though. A time period spent by Lucifer in the domain of the angels. Four. So Lucifer and his fellow supporting angels were removed into the empty spaces of the universe for a long period of time. A time period spent in the open spaces of the universe. Five. There, after the Creator planned to create this earthly domain in which all the living creatures will be created by his beloved cherubs, this time, so the pre-planned, intended, designed type of beings was completely by the cherubs. The Creator made this earthly domain with the sun and the moon within the earthly domain. The cherubs created their individuals pre-planned, intended, designed beings to come into life on earth. That's when Lucifer and his fellow fallen angels were drawn towards this new earthly domain creation to see what was taking place before their very eyes. But they could not see as to who was creating all this. On this new earthly domain and all within it, later Adam was created by one cherub out of the dust molded in their image and released a soul being to make life come into existence in the molded image by breathing into the nostrils of Adam. Later Eve was created by another cherub who are unseen beings to the eyes of the angel beings on earth. So till date Lucifer thinks the Creator to be a spirit-like being. After Jesus came into the world then he realized that there are other beings living with the Creator Father in his heavenly kingdom domain. That's how atheist Lucifer became the first atheist in the universe. This is Lucifer's second opportunity.
given on this earthly domain to change to the good will of the Creator, but he choose his own ways instead in defiance and in a hope that the Creator Father will show himself before Atheist Lucifer. Now the Creator Father has nothing to do with this earthly directly as this is the project works of his beloved cherubs only. Jesus is a cherub of his original form who was assigned to create Adam only. That's why he was sent into the world to be the savior of all mankind on earth from the misguidance, lies, and traps of atheist Lucifer and his team of fallen angels on earth. This is the ultimate truth of the Creator Father and his beloved cherubs in his heavenly kingdom domain. It will be very hard for the human atheists to digest though as they are the secret supporters, fans, and secret agents to Atheist Lucifer on Earth. Atheist Lucifer knows me in person, ever since my childhood on Earth, as his fellow fallen angels had a holocaust of experience with me when they were caught red-handed in their original form on this earthly domain. Amen. Amen. Alright, now that we've gotten through that insanity, it is absolutely crazy that somebody could come up with something so batshit crazy. I mean, first, <laughs> oh my word, the, the sheer insanity of that is something that, no matter how many times I listen to that, it still makes me laugh, because that is not in here at all, none of that. The only part of that that is even remotely close to what I've heard as a Christian growing up was about how a third of the angels fell with Satan, not even Lucifer. Lucifer is a word that didn't exist until King James. It only appears one time in the New Testament, or in the Old Testament, sorry, and that is Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 and the king this is King James and it's how art thou fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations in Hebrew it is O day star but one of the things I had looked up was the word cherub. And you'll see that here. 
there are multiple places that it is used in the Old Testament. But what it means in Hebrew is a cherub or imaginary figure. Cherub. So even in Hebrew, the idea of cherub is an imaginary figure. Something that is not real. It could be that it is symbolic of something else. I don't know. But the idea that cherubs... Because I, I am unclear in what they had written. Whether cherubs are seen or unseen. Because they don't seem to be... Or this person doesn't seem to be very clear on what is seen versus what is unseen. Now, the problem with the idea that, and I'm just going to call it Satan because Lucifer is never the name of the figure that was the, to use the term, in, even in the Christian sense of the anti-figure to the God. It was Satan. Always was. Like I said, the word Lucifer only appears in the Bible one time. And yet, people like that Christian take that one occurrence and construct this massive story about a character. But the first thing that jumps out at me is this person's fascination or love of the idea of a trillion. And I think they're using the term trillion because that is probably the highest number-wise that they're aware of. They're not apparently aware of a sextillion. But it doesn't really matter. But I think it's kind of funny how there were a trillion cherubs and a trillion angels and I also got a big kick out of how this God created these cherubs then needed a period of time for them to win the confidence of this God or for the God to win their confidence really? that just to me it sounds absolutely absurd and it makes this God a laughing stock I had told this person that they better hope that atheists like me are correct and that there is that all of this is bullshit because otherwise they're fucked Jesus gave a very 
clear threat, if you want to use that term, and if you want to believe that he was the one that wrote the shit in Genesis, in Revelation, which I don't think so, but that is crap that's attributed to him of those that add to the book will have the plagues added onto them and all of that shit. But this person clearly is suffering from other mental issues. They don't need additional shit thrown on them. They have enough on them just by sheer default. But there's also this it's a redundant pre-planning intended designed beings. That is redundant to the extreme. And they use this redundancy over and over as if pre-planning and intended and design isn't all saying the same thing. But it's also saying that you have no choice. You can only be how you were made to be. So why this person would think that a, a Satan, a Lucifer, an angel, whatever you want to use that term, if they are pre-planned or intended, designed, whatnot, if it's predestination, they have no choice but to be how they were intended to be. It just, there is no free will if you have predestination. That is where there are two warring ideas in Christianity of predestination versus free will, which is Calvinism versus Arminianism. The, the problem comes in when the Bible, you can get both messages, you can find places in the Bible, in the New Testament, to support both positions, which really makes for a problem when you're trying to be believing everything in the Bible, yet the Bible gives this contrary message on predestination versus free will. Which, no doubt, leads to people having screwy ideas like what you see in front of you. The thing is, what the big thing that goes through my mind when going through this is much like with the aspect of the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden, where the fuck was this God? What, does it just do things and then go off on a fucking coffee break for an extended period of time and, oh, who the fuck knows what's going on? I'm not around. I'm, I'm on break. 
You fuckers got to deal with your shit on your own. I'm on break. And that break could be who the fuck knows how long. It's just, it makes this God into an absolute buffoon. If there is a God that would be behind all of this shit, where the fuck is it? What the fuck's it doing? It makes no sense at all. Nowhere in the narrative that they give do they explain where the fuck this God went. And I got a big kick out of the aspect of Atheist Lucifer. Because I know the Bible. I know the Bible very well. The idea that Satan or the devil or whatever name you want to go with would be an atheist is the most ludicrous bit of dribble that I've ever heard of because there is a reference to Satan walking in front of God in somewhere in Job I don't remember exactly where it is off the top of my head oh there it is Job chapter 2 but Job chapter 2 verse 1 Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came among them also, came among them to present himself before the Lord. If this Satan is showing up and presenting himself before this God, how could he not, how could he be an atheist? An atheist is one that does not believe the claim that God exists. If he is able to present himself before and walk to and fro in front of, how the hell can he not believe in what is right in front of his fucking face? This is where the story doesn't work. That is probably why the person switches the name to Lucifer because they don't want to try and say Satan because <coughs> excuse me because if they use the term Satan instead of Lucifer it could easily be pointed out that Satan interacted with God and saw him. So the entire narrative that they had made up would fall to pieces. So that is probably why he attaches the term Lucifer just because it's only appearing one time in the Bible so he can't be called out on his bullshit. The thing is, all Christians that buy into the idea of Lucifer and so forth also know what they call Lucifer is also called Satan.
it's not a matter of there be it being a separate being that is where and the picture I have of Lucifer is from the TV show Lucifer but what their narrative did not explain at all is like how Lucifer got the burned look because if you remember they had claimed that Lucifer and so forth were tossed into space. I'm trying to find which one it was that they were him and the angels were tossed into space for a period of time. And it's like empty space really if they are not physical well one if they would be physical beings they wouldn't be able to survive in space in the vacuum of space but I also got a kick out of how this idea that where he could be worshipped and so forth. There's only one place in the New Testament that it is mentioned of Satan wanting worship and so forth. And again, that's New Testament. That's Christian crap. That is their attempt to rewrite the story. And that comes in with Second Thessalonians where basically where that is saying, Let no man deceive you for any means for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition and so forth, and that is basically trying to claim that that, that Satan would show up before this Jesus would which it really doesn't matter because Jesus didn't do anything so basically so what if he would show up again it wouldn't mean a tinker's dam but this is the only idea there is another actually I think there is one other spot where it mentions about Satan wanting worship but Again, that's Christian bullshit. That is not at all, even remotely, what was mentioned in the Old Testament. Because the big thing that I want to rub Christians' nose in is Deuteronomy 32-39. This is, see now that I, even I, am he. There is no God with me. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. That is the God figure. You can't try and have this God versus Satan bullshit 
while also having a omnipotent, all-powerful God that is the sole one. It just, what it is, is Christians are trying to latch on to an idea put forward by Zoroaster. Because it was around the 7th century BC that Zoroaster put forward the idea of an all-good God. And that was in with the religion called Zoroastrianism. But in that religion, the all-good God was Ahura Mazda. The all-evil was Ariman. The thing is, these ideas become popular in one culture and then another culture finds out about them and is like, oh, I like this part, I like this idea and this idea and they cherry pick pieces of it and form their religion around the bits and pieces from another religion that they've stolen and adopted into their own. This is what has been done throughout history. Various religions you can see similarities because people tell stories and they like certain parts of them and they want to adopt different parts to uh, and attribute them to their deity of choosing. It's all horseshit. And I had said to this person, it doesn't matter to me if you want to talk about Star Wars, Star Trek, whatnot, any store, any fictional story you want to talk about, we can talk about. But I'm going to hold your feet to the fire of the fictional story. And you could even use the term of what is canon in the story because there is what is called fan fiction. Even with Star Wars and Star Trek that there are offshoots and stories that people have come up with that are based on the premise of the series but go off in another direction and mention things that are not supported or maybe even contradict what is in the what is termed canon or what has been officially put out as part of the story and that is where you run into a problem when you try to incorporate ideas and so forth that were not officially part of the story especially because with something like Star Trek, I think the writers of that tried very hard to have what they were saying at least plausible scientifically. Even though the idea of like warp drive becomes okay, how the hell do you achieve that and not kill everybody? Or the idea of transporters 
that every time you would be transporting somebody, essentially you're killing them. And the idea that you would be able to map where every molecule in their body was and then dismantle them and take basically take them apart and put them back together somewhere else it really raises the question of how viable that actually is and in all actuality every time you beam someone up and so forth you're killing them and but the idea that you can put the pieces back together <laughs> it's a bit ludicrous if you try to look at it in reality in fiction it's a matter of suspending disbelief because when you're watching a fictional show you have to suspend disbelief to some degree even if you're watching pro wrestling you have to suspend disbelief to some degree the problem comes in when you're expected to suspend your disbelief to an exuberant amount because there comes a point where everybody will go ah bullshit that you can't have an idea you can't have something that is so far out in left field that a person can't suspend their disbelief far enough to go along with your bullshit but that's what you have with the insane crap that this person came up with it really is the most ludicrous attempt at rewriting the Bible that I have ever seen. It just... It's laughably absurd. But feel free to leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section. I hope you enjoyed the story, people. Or at least got a good chuckle out of it. Talk to you later.